Hello and welcome to the S&P Global Platts Metals Meltdown, the podcast to guide us through the major movements in the steel markets. My name is Peter Brennan, Senior Editor for Metals Europe, and as ever, I'm joined by Christopher Davis, Content Director for EMEA Metals. Hi, Chris. Hey, Peter. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. I think the big overnight news is President Trump's decision to extend certain exemptions to the Section 232 tariff on imports of steel and aluminium. Chris, what exactly are the terms of the extension and who do they apply to? Right. Well, there, there was, as you mentioned, an extension granted for another 30 days, and it's a temporary exemption from those tariffs. Right. So for um, May 1st. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So we're looking at June 1 now. That's mm-hmm. the certainty that we have surrounding this. The uncertainty is whether it's going to be extended again, mm-hmm. who is going to be exempt going forward. We know uh, specifically here, this has been watched by the EU. Steelmakers mm-hmm. Europe has been very uh, keen on getting a resolution to this. And we saw last week that Angela Merkel and also Emmanuel Macron were in Washington for some very high-level face-to-face talks with President Trump. Apparently, something paid off there. They were able to get hmm. the extension at least temporarily for another 30 days. But what this does, I think, in the U.S., is that it adds, and here in Europe as well, it adds some more uncertainty because people were hoping for clarity as buyers, whether they were going to be subject to these tariffs. Now there's still another 30 days of this uncertainty. And it just brings a challenge, I guess, to people in the marketplace to determine what's the pricing direction going to be like. So mm. the only clarity that we have is that there's a little bit less clarity now. <laughs> I think there was also maybe a little bit on maybe Brazil and Australia working towards quota systems similar to the South Korean which model, which I think is they're going to basically have a 30% lower volume that they can do in the year, something like that. Exactly. And and they were specific to White House in their statements that quotas would be involved as well in these, mm. in these one-off agreements that they've negotiated with, as you mentioned, Brazil, mm-hmm. Australia's in there too. So there is a little bit more uh, of a focus on what the policy is going to be like going forward, Mm. but we still don't know who exactly is going to be exempt and for how much longer. Yeah, and how that really works on a product basis or whatever. Exactly. I mean, the Europeans are very nervous about this, obviously, because what are they going to do in response? What are they really going to get? Are they going to have a similar quota? And then are they going to put in their own quota? Turkey, we've seen in the last couple of weeks, have said that they're going to look at introducing their own safeguard measures. So this is starting to build now um, around the world. So it's much more kind of protected atmosphere. Exactly. And and what I think it's done, I attended a World Steel briefing recently where they did their short-term outlook. Mm. They had been saying it was likely going to be a minor event. And that's what a lot of people have been saying over the last few months. Mm. But the continued uncertainty is what adds volatility to direction in terms of pricing, what's going to happen with trade. Trade will continue, obviously, but we're seeing things like NLMK. You saw, uh, for instance, if they are not exempt on their slabs that are being exported to the U.S., they're just going to put a 25% tax, basically, on there to take care of the tariff. So we're seeing a lot of developments that maybe they were intended, maybe they weren't, but this is how the, the market's playing out now. And uh, like I said, the only thing that's certain is is additional uncertainty. So what is the impact on pricing? Because as you say, there's the 25% surcharge that NLMK would introduce. I mean, the US markets have rocketed in the last few months anyway as a reaction to this. There was a lot of talk about hot rolled getting towards $1,000 potentially. It seems that we've flattened out in prices at the moment. Do you think we've had the end of this Trump bump? Well, I mean, it's hard for me to forecast, obviously, what mm. pricing is going to be. But I, I do think that there's been a step back in the talk of a grand band, as they like to say in the U.S., a thousand right. for uh, hot rolled. But still, I think that this adds a little, in addition to the uncertainty, it does elevate prices a little bit going forward. Mm. 
It's interesting because, you know, Europe markets are very flat right now, but China, this is where it's crucial, China's prices have been firm the last month. We've seen real pickup when I think a lot of people expect a little bit of a downturn. I think if you look at the macroeconomic side of it, China's economy is still going along 6.8%, surprising everyone, but looking pretty firm. So from that pricing perspective, I think there seems to be a lot of security at the moment. Correct. And we did see the production numbers uh, that came out for, during that short-range outlook uh, from World Steel. Mm. I think you were, you were referencing some of them earlier. This is the interesting thing, as much as there have been capacity curtailments and lots of production issues with the winter cuts. I think we saw Chinese output almost reach 74 million tonnes in March. So the Q1 total is up around 5.4% mm. year on year. Obviously, that's the official side of it. We don't know so much uh, the granular detail around induction furnaces and the less official side of it. But certainly it would seem that you know, production is flowing again in China. And I think, to be honest, we're going to have to see how the supply and demand balance holds up. So really, for that and more, join us next month, I'd say. Uh, And until then, stay solid.